You are listening to the CX America's Desk to Desk podcast. I'm your host, Marie. From my desk to yours, we're building bridges across Cisco and across CX Americas. Join me as we strengthen proximity, amplify voices, and have a great time. Grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and let's get into it. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Desk to Desk podcast. Here in CX Americas, there are a few things more important than strong leadership principles and inclusion and collaboration. Our guest today is an expert in both areas, and I'm excited to dive right in. Today, I am joined by Harry Caldwell, Vice President of Customer Experience within CX Americas and leader of our Global Enterprise Solutions Central team. Today, I'm here to pick his brain about all things leadership, inclusion and collaboration, and how his experience as a Black professional informs his leadership style. Harry, thank you so much for joining our program today. Thanks for having me, Marie. Looking forward to this. Before we jump into today's program, can you kick us off by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? How do you find yourself at Cisco and here in CX? You bet. Happy to do it. So um, I guess the best way to describe my journey would be a person who started out more hands-on in the field. When I graduated college, I took a role where I worked directly with customers, writing custom software, and working in the field. It was a unique experience that gave me several different aspects and perspectives that I've come to value over the course of time. One of those was that the customer's voice is always important. The second is it's important to build skills that remain relevant and impactful to their journey. And the third is collaboration is key. You never do develop all of the skills necessary to create the right outcomes for customers. I took that mindset with me through the next several roles eventually ending up in Microsoft, where I spent 23 years there across a variety of roles, services, marketing, pre-sales, consulting, and a host of others. And those positions unified that belief system that I developed over the course of that first role that I had right out of college. Cisco reached out a while back in my journey, I say maybe 10 months or so before I joined Cisco. I spent some time getting to know folks inside, understanding the types of roles that were available and where my skills might fit. And when I think about the influence they played in this decision, it was pretty sizable. Uh, Folks were welcoming, they were supportive, they were open and transparent. And I love the fact that Cisco helped to build the internet. It's hard to walk away from such a pioneering style company. And so I found myself in CX where I can utilize a lot of the belief system I began with, and I'm excited to be here. That customer-centric, customer-oriented approach to things is is definitely how we uh, approach things here in CX. So I'm glad that you are here on our team. We're fortunate to, to have you as one of our leaders. 
Um, for our listeners, Harry is involved in our inclusion and collaboration efforts here in CX Americas, which we often will refer to as INC or the INC Council. Can you tell us about the INC Council, INC efforts, what your role is on those teams and, and how are they significant to what we're doing today? So my role in the INC Council is that of executive sponsor. It's important to me when I think about inclusion and community to elevate really the voices, the experiences, and the support mechanisms for folks who might be otherwise unheard or unseen or underrepresented. And what this allows me to do is to, is to give a contribution back. What we have today is a representative of each of the areas, the geographic areas, each of the sort of customer segment areas within CX, and that team. And that team focuses across three primary priorities. One is to hire. We want to influence the widest net possible and create opportunity for individuals uh, both within Cisco and other areas, as well as external candidates who have the skills we want and need and that our customers desire. The second is develop. So it's important, I think, when you think about the experience of an employee to connect them to the right sets of experiences, training, mentorship, sponsorship, and so forth, that gives them the exposure that they need in the various areas that this business plays in, in order to move their own skill sets and competencies forward. And then the last, which is not the least, but it is in this list, the last, is belong. So how do we create a stronger sense of community? What are some things, experiences we can create? How do we lean into areas that are perhaps not traversed as frequently as we might like? How do we get into people's, you know, shoes a bit, walk in their path, understand their life experiences? And then what can we learn and build around those to further enhance their ability to succeed here at Cisco? So those are the areas that we sort of focus in. It's an exciting space for me because I think uh, what I want also out of that is the ability for folks to see themselves in leadership and in the experiences that they gain across Cisco. Yeah, I, I hear similar themes as we talk about connecting and building communities. We do those same things with our customers. We try to build that connection and build that community of care for our customers and our partners and the people here at Cisco who are making those connections possible, it's just as important to to recognize those those folks as well and to to build those connections and build those communities. So I see I see that translating both in the customer space and in um, in our people space, which I think is is significant. They're both important parts of that conversation. Absolutely. That's absolutely right. Love that. So what does it mean to you to have the opportunity to be a leader, an executive sponsor, and member of a team, an organization that's tackling those challenges? I love this question. To, to be honest, it's a privilege for me. I think about the opportunity that we have to influence and to land a culture 
and an experience for people that is largely inclusive, where people can bring their authentic self to work every single day. We each oftentimes are guilty of wearing our proverbial masks, bringing those to work, bringing those into different settings. In order to keep that mask on, it requires energy, effort, focus, and every moment spent maintaining that self-image is time, energy, and focus that could have otherwise been spent helping a team member or leaning into a customer situation or getting creative around our own business challenges and how we might tackle those. So this opportunity, I think, is unique in that it continues to push into a place where we can all be true to ourselves. And I think the more that we can do that, the better we are, the more we show up, the more creative we become, and the more impactful to the business we are ultimately. So I, I look at it as a privilege. I love um, the focus on on authenticity um, and of being our whole selves. Can you share with us as a Black professional what that journey of authenticity and showing up as your whole self, both in and outside of work, can you speak to what that journey has been like for you and how does that guide your leadership? I think in my early portions of my career, I was a, I was a, you know, a great mask changer. I probably had a mask for every situation. And what I've learned over the years is like, I said in the previous answer, it just requires too much energy and effort. And when you're not authentic in who you are, you really do risk the inability to show up your true self in a way that might have otherwise been meaningful to folks, an example to others, and in some instances, even it's sending the wrong example. And so what I really have focused on over the course of my journey is how to align in my values. I think values are the thing that ultimately guides each of us. So rather than my self-image being one of this or that through the mask wearing, it's really been focused on who I am as a person. So I've thought more about my faith in the way in which I was brought up, the home I was brought up in. I think about values like family and integrity, which is one of the things my dad underscored in my sister and I growing up. He used to say things like a lifetime to build and a moment to lose, right? When it comes to things like integrity, we were taught that every interaction mattered. And so I focus on things like that instead. Who am I? What is it I believe? What are the things that are important to me? And when I show up authentically in that, it really does wash away this need to wear the proverbial masks. It's hard to get there. I'll say that. It took years to come to that realization. Uh, and if maybe by sharing this today, it helps to shortcut someone else's journey toward this realization, then this is time well spent. I love it. Hope that's the case. I love how you 
spoke about how not only can that mask wearing hurt ourselves, but it also other people miss out on the opportunity to fully understand who we are as authentic people. So I love that. So it's it's not lost on me that we are recording this podcast during Black History Month. Yes. And as a Black professional who has navigated uh, the professional space um, throughout your career, if you could share a piece of advice or wisdom with someone who may be following in your footsteps, who's early in career, in college, trying to forge their own path, what piece of advice would you give to them? I think there's two pieces of advice I would give. One is to understand what you're natively good at. And what I mean by that is I think each of us are born with certain strengths. We can get training to further develop those. We can get education to further sharpen what we are natively good at. But there is significant power in operating in our strengths. So the first piece of advice would be introspectively consider the things that you are natively good at and then maximize directionally your ability to work in that space, applying your strengths. And there's great science around this. Part of the outcomes for folks who are operating in their strengths is that they work to their work is twice as efficient. And so it takes you less time to do what others might require if they're operating in a non-strength area. So when you operate in your strengths, you're more efficient, you are, you have a higher sense of satisfaction, and you have better quality. Those three things are true when we operate in our strengths. So one, I'd say introspectively, think about your strengths, what you're natively good at, and then build upon that. The second piece of advice I'd say to folks is be willing to take risks. Oftentimes, we want to have five degrees of capability experience behind us before we apply or jump into an opportunity that may be for us. That hesitancy can often be an inhibitor to your trajectory and ultimately your earning potential and the opportunity to do something neat and different in your career that could benefit you for years to come. And so operating your strengths, be willing to be a risk taker. And I think the rest will prove itself out. I think uh, for our audience, I think Harry is taking us to a clinic on uh, leadership and, and building those skills. So <laughs> I, I appreciate you walking us through that authenticity and playing to your strengths, being willing to take those risks. Um, and I, I love uh, those those messages. Turning that around, uh, now that you have shared some of those words of wisdom with us, could you share someone who has inspired your leadership or has given you words of wisdom throughout your journey that uh, inspires how you show up as a leader today? There, there, yeah, sure can. There, there have been so many individuals who have poured themselves into me in one way or another. Uh, the person who I probably cite 
as most impactful throughout my journey, though, would be my own father, my dad. Uh, he is a person who modeled for me what it meant to be committed and to be honest and to walk in integrity in ways that I strive toward even today. He inspires me in that way. My dad uh, did not work in a white collar field. He was, he was in a construction role for many years of, our, of my growing up. I remember specifically one day when I was around seven years old or so, he came home from work and it was earlier than normal and I kind of ran out of the front door to meet him. And when I got close to him, I could see that his shirt was covered in blood. And I, of course, froze as a, as a kid running to my dad who's pulled into the driveway. And he explained to me that the structure he was working on collapsed and that he and several others had been injured, but no one severely. And so I, I sort of followed him into the house and watched him get cleaned up and sat down for dinner and those things. We had a otherwise normal evening together. But I noticed when I was getting ready for school the next day, I heard his, his truck door close and his truck start up and he was heading right back out there. And it just struck me as a day I might've called in sick, but, but not my dad. My dad got up, he got himself dressed, he had stitches in his chin and he walked back onto that job site to provide for his family. And it was a sort of micro example of the man he was. And in that example, he inspires me every single day to do my best for my family, the people on my team, my friends and relatives and anyone that I come into contact with. So he really has been my inspiration, Marie. Wow, what what an example of just fortitude and, and strength and and showing up, I, I love that example. So if you could take those lessons from your father and from the other people who have informed your career and share those across the team, how do those lessons inform the way that you show up as a leader? Yeah, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of being a person of my word. Uh, they show up, I think, in ways like when I commit to people that I'll have something done or that I'll give thought to a particular strategy or help in a customer escalation, my job is to show up and to be prepared and to be capable. So I think one of those things is a close relative to integrity. I think that's one. I think the other is results oriented. Uh, so I am a person who desires to see the commitment that we've made as a business materialize. And I coach and I invest and I align people in my network, albeit somewhat shallow today, being relatively new to Cisco. I align people to my network who I believe 
possess the capabilities, the skills or competencies that my team can benefit from. And so I connect people. And I think the third way that it informs and shows up is empathy. Uh, one of the things that's unique, I think, oftentimes in a home like the one I grew up in is you watch people work through various seasons. My dad, being in construction, worked in the cold and in the heat, and it naturally meant that he might come home drenched in sweat or bundled in extra layers of clothing. And I watched that over the years, and it created within me both the way they modeled it, but in what I was seeing in them, sort of that day-to-day empathy. What is he needing to do? What would he need now? And those things still are part of my very fabric today. I think that's those are three that would show up in me. And that consistency and, and reliability that it creates security not only for our teams, but for our customers as well. Exactly, exactly. So for our listeners, I heard that outside of work, not only is Harry a family man, but he's a car guy as well. Uh, So I'm curious about what project is in Harry's garage right now. Can you share a recent passion project with us and uh, how you got involved in those hobbies? Yes, absolutely. So uh, I am working on some decisions on on a car right now. I've involved my son, my wife, a couple of friends, because it is a passion of mine. I absolutely love cars. I grew up in a home where my dad loved cars. I've passed that down. My youngest son, he loves cars. And so we absolutely enjoy those sorts of things. There's an event that is local to us, somewhat local to us, called Cars and Coffee. It happens once a month on a Saturday. It's early, but we get up, we meet, my son and I, uh, who lives not far from us, and we grab our coffee and we head out. And the Cars and Coffee event is essentially, we've got a local dealership in Plano, Texas that uh, removes their used cars, their pre-owned cars, from the lot that is most accessible to the road, uh, to the feeder road there on, near the near the tollway, and they allow folks to just come in and bring their cars instead on Saturday, this Saturday in the month. And so it's rebuilds, refurbished. It's um, it's Ferraris and Lamborghinis, all of these sort of cool cars and people who love cars. We just gather and walk around and sip coffee and talk to the owners. And so those are some of the ways in which we um, we enjoy this hobby. We've been to the racetrack down in Austin. The, I think it's called Circuit of the Americas and watch cars run you know, their races down there. It's a blast for us. A great way for me to decompress and do something that I thoroughly enjoy. So that's what's up with me right now with cars <laughs> and some of the ways in which my hobby shows up. <laughs> I, I love that. And I love that your family is involved as well. Well, you heard it here first, everyone. Put it on your calendars, cars and coffee with Harry. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Harry, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Really appreciate your insight and your willingness to take the time to talk with us. The pleasure was mine, Marie. Thanks as well.
That was Harry Caldwell, Vice President of Customer Experience within Cisco's CX Americas and leader of our Global Enterprise Solutions Central team. For more information about how Cisco is involved in furthering inclusion and collaboration in the workforce, visit our social justice page located at cisco.com. Thank you for listening to the CX Americas Desk to Desk podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's program. Tune in next time as we continue to build bridges and create meaningful connection. From my desk to yours, I hope to see you back soon.